At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. As the seasons start to change, you get ready to get back into your favorite sport, whether it's skiing, softball, soccer, basketball. But this year, you want to make sure not to get an injury or a pulled muscle or even worse. My guest today is Dr. Jamie Peters. He's a sports medicine physician with sports and orthopedic specialists, part of Alina Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Peters. So what are some of the most common types of sports injuries you see when people haven't prepared and they just jump in? Well, probably most common is uh, typical uh Strains of muscles, so uh, muscles are too tight, they haven't been used much, and uh, they tend to be more prone to tearing, so the actual fibers in a muscle tear, and that then manifests itself for the patient or for the athlete in soreness that lasts usually uh, two to five days or so. Uh, Sometimes if it's a larger tear, it can last a whole lot longer. And so we're coming into fall sports soon, and, and kids are starting to train already now for some of the fall sports. And then there's winter sports. Do you see an increase in either one of those seasons? Um, yeah, well, you know, I guess I would take that question back to say, ideally, for any of our athletes, or pretty much anybody, year-round training would be ideal. So year-round being active, year-round using your muscles, um, any of the seasons. So I guess commonly, you know, when we're looking at uh, some of the school sports like cross country, running and uh, football, soccer, all those fall season sports, if someone hasn't been staying active, then as we, as I said before, they do tend to have a uh, more likelihood of, of these sprains. Staying active and actually even specifically working on uh, the core muscles are really great strategies for prevention. And the core would be the uh, abdominal core and also just as importantly would be the hip core, the glute muscles. Uh, and there's specific exercises that help maintain those muscle strength and they're very protective against other types of injuries that occur in these sports. So when you mentioned being active year-round, sports-specific and has been an issue lately, and we were seeing more chronic injuries in kids that are staying with one sport all year-round. What do you think about cross-training? What advice do you have for coaches and parents of kids who play a sport all year-round? Oh, that's a great topic. Um, if, if we can encourage our kids uh, to do a couple things, one is to um, as you say, cross-train, meaning that you don't just do one sport year-round because then you're just using the same muscles, and the muscles that aren't involved with that sport are not being used. So adding in, if someone's a runner, adding in some biking, adding in you know, some of the other kinds of sports like soccer where you're using different muscles can be very, very protective over time. So cross-training is a great idea. Now what about somebody who... who gets a pulled muscle. They start, and whether they're in shape or not, sometimes the aches and pains happen, Dr. Peters. So what do you recommend as the first line of defense if somebody feels an ache in their knee or feels their ankle strained or a quad strained? What do you tell them to do? Yeah, well, first of all, first of all I think it's important to know some of the red flags or the warnings that you would want to get help sooner, and that would be if a joint is actually swelling, so knee swelling. That would be something you'd want to see a sports medicine specialist or a very qualified provider to get that assessed. 
um, persistent redness in areas also would be a red flag warning sign that uh, probably shouldn't wait on that. But if it's a more typical sprain, you know, that you'd feel a pull, um, you don't want to just continue full out and continue to play because what happens is that particular muscle that's been strained ends up being a little weaker, and you can actually extend that injury and make what might be a more mild injury that could last two or three days into a much longer duration in type injury. So, you know, being somewhat aware, um, the, the typical ways that we recommend treating if you're treating this and not going to a provider initially, if it looks like a more mild injury, would be um, some icing on that area. Ice tends to work really well. We usually recommend... 15-minute duration using either a soft ice pack or a bag of frozen peas. Uh, you can do that two, three times a day. Uh, it, it can be very effective. Uh, and then starting up again, sort of testing it and, um, you know, getting it moving. Sometimes just walking is is more effective as, as a healing uh, technique than just sitting around. So you want to get these muscles moving again so that the circulation is there and, and the muscle can help mend itself. But not pushing it really hard when it's not ready. What about NSAIDs and ibuprofen, Advil, things like that? Are, are you allowed to take that if you're sore? Do you wait it through? What do you do? Well, that's, that's a really good question. I think there's, there's really a, a changing way of thinking in the sports medicine community about using non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen or Aleve. Uh, initially with injury, uh, they can affect the bleeding time. So we don't want to have more blood in the tissue because that takes longer for that tissue to heal. So uh, probably trying to stay away initially with ibuprofen because basically they're, they're, they're good for pain, but this is not really, you know, sometimes the body needs a little inflammation to heal. So, you know, that also could be a, a reason not to use ibuprofen initially. For certain types of injuries, um, where we see more of a tendonitis or bursitis or things like that, um, ibuprofen uh, and that type of drug can be helpful. But in general, you know, be a little bit more conservative on the use of those medications. Tylenol works, you know, reasonably well for pain. A lot of times, as I mentioned, icing can also be helpful for pain and doesn't have the, the negative downsides of some of these other drugs. What if you have an imbalance or a little limiting factor, some muscle that isn't as strong? Do you recommend bracing for tennis or for girls in soccer with their knees? And we know ACL and girls is a huge issue right now. Do you recommend bracing, Dr. Peters? Well, uh, it's sort of a yes and no answer. So what I'll, what I'll say is, especially since you brought up ACL and the, and the, uh, uh, the, the higher likelihood of, of women athletes having ACL injury, that's that major ligament in the, in the knee type injury that, you know, that we've seen with some of our, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson, for instance, of the Minnesota Vikings and others have sustained that. But it's, it's more frequently injured in, in female athletes. And, and really, you know, bracing won't prevent that injury. What can prevent that injury is proper training, again, going back to the core, um, women who, who, women athletes who, are able to maintain that core strength, especially the hip core, uh, have been shown uh, by a number of studies to be less likely to injure the ACL. Now, if we're talking about a sleeve, you know, um, you know, the, there's been some tweaking of the knee, and uh, sometimes having a, a compression sleeve is helpful. But a brace itself, you know, is 
you know, unless it's a very specialized brace and someone has a deficiency in a ligament and it's been prescribed by by a sports medicine specialist, a brace in itself is not necessarily protective, the kind that you would get at Walgreens or Target or other similar places. So then what do you advise people about warming up and stretching and flexibility? People never know whether to stretch a cold muscle, wait till they're warm and then stretch it. Give us your best advice for really preparing for a sport. Yeah, another great topic. You know, these are really, uh, you know, changing ways of thinking in, in sports medicine and what we're advising. So Definitely warming up the body, warming up the muscles before you, you do full-out exertion is always a good idea. Um, we're less enthusiastic about cold stretching than, you know, it used to be. And when I played soccer, you know, for years, the first thing we do is get to the field and start stretching. But stretching cold muscles can actually be detrimental. And studies have showed that even performance can suffer if you stretch cold muscles and then go out and try to play full-out so warming up the body first, then some, you know, this sort of, you know, doing, kicking the ball around in soccer or other, you know, type warming up is, is the best way to go for those muscles. And then doing some, um, some stretching of muscle groups, uh, you know, uh, pretty thoroughly is, is a good idea for a lot of these sports. And then doing after event, gentle stretching. You don't want to stretch to pain. You don't want to just crank on your muscles because that's not good for you, but but, you know, gentle stretching so that feels some slight discomfort is a great way to go. Holding stretches for 30-second duration each group, and then also being very symmetric. So even though you may have some, you know, soreness on one side, and that's the side you want to stretch, always stretch the other side, too. The body loves symmetry and doesn't like asymmetry very much. So in just the last few minutes, wrap it up for us, Dr. Peters. It's such great information and so important. Wrap it up for your best advice about preventing sports injuries as the season starts ramping up. Yeah, my best advice is is, is really going over some of the things we've talked about. So cross-training, actually taking a break from time to time with some of these high-level athletes that constantly are pushing, taking a month or two off after a season is a great idea. Um, the core strengthening is so important. And there's, so, you know, there's things on the internet or even specialists of physical therapy and other specialists who can really assist in, in a great uh, core strengthening home program for prevention. Um, and then listening to your body and uh, also being observant of those red flag concerning signs that would really, uh, really direct you more toward. Uh, getting earlier advice from a qualified sports medicine uh, specialist would those would be the really I think those would encapsulate the most important points of injury prevention as we get into the fall sports. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health, and for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.